week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It is Paul here with... Sean. Oh, Lee. There's no one else. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, going, you're going third tonight. Chris will be joining us later. He's just a little bit... Um, well, he hopes to be joining us later. He's just a little bit tied up at the moment. So, at some point, all being well, you'll hear a bleep, and then Chris will be here. Yeah. We've... Whether it'll be giant flood or normal size flood, we know not. We don't know what size he's going to be this week. <laughs> we've had a few tweets saying um, the giant flood thing was the funniest thing we've ever done that, that's well, possibly not a ringing endorsement was, of some was, of our previous efforts yeah. really is it I, I was, no. was going to say I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that's a good thing <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm, yeah, I'm, looking, I'm looking out the window towards his house and I can't see him so I think he's normal <laughs> flood tonight normal sites flood Talking of um, talking of tweets we've got, just before we get kicked off, um, I want to thank everyone that's got in touch with me over the last um, over the last few days since I put that message out on Friday. Um, there's there's been literally hundreds of people have got in touch um, just to say you know so sort of, we're thinking of you. Take care. Look after yourself. And I'm absolutely just blown away by the amount of support that I've got and. You know, I'm I'm feeling so much better because of it. Um, to paraphrase Lewis, we have the best listeners. Best, the best. Yes, but listeners. we mean it. We're not going to say it if we just turn up on another podcast. That is true. But yeah, we're not we're not we're not going to appear on WTF one anytime and say they've got the best listeners. Actually, do I we could, do do I, we do we consider like all all like satellite podcasts around this one the same podcast? Because I've definitely told most of the audio listeners are the best listeners. Oh, you are the Lewis. Oh, you've Lewis. You've Lewis <laughs> it. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually going to say, I could have stopped that sentence after we're not going to turn up on WTF one. That's that's fair. That's fair. Like, I I I feel that um, before approaching that bridge, if I was to find it, I might have already found it in ashes. <laughs> Choking on my Jaffa cake flavored vape. Yes, it is a thing. <laughs> How is the Jaffa cake, by the way? Was it? It, is it... It, ta- it tastes of Jaffa cakes. Oh, wow. It's... it's so weird. It's it's like <laughs> Alco Pops. It is. It's like you're inhaling Alco Pops. I remember when Alco Pops were like a big thing. Remember when there was like a rainbow of Bacardi breezes? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I used to think to myself, why the fuck are people drinking alcoholic drinks that taste like pop? Because I drink beer because I quite like the taste of beer. Um, and when I smoked, I quite like smoking tobacco. The problem, the problem is, the problem is, all tobacco-flavoured vapes that I've tried so far have tasted nothing like tobacco. Uh, oh, well, that's, that's not... See, that's not right, is it? When the thing they're supposed to be replacing, they can't, like, they can't accurately represent... Yet they can somehow manage to make it taste like a fucking cake. <laughs> yeah, true. But I mean, don't forget, non-alcoholic beer has only started tasting like beer in the last ten years. It's been available since sort of the early eighties. That's fair. Um, but for, for the what's... for the first thirty years of non-alcoholic beer's existence, it tasted like piss. Caffeine, ca- caffeine-free coffee and tea still tastes like asshole. Mm. So yeah, I think we've got a, wh- a while to go, haven't we? Before. Tobacco vape is is good. Yeah. Mm. By which point I'll probably stop vaping. 
Oh, and uh, caffeine-free diet, Kirk. What's the fucking point? That's fair. Mm. You know, all right, I can see you want to take one of the good things out, but all of it? I'm still confused at what's, what um, job Diet Coke does in a world where Coke Zero is a thing. Yeah. Um, one's marketed at women, one's marketed at men. But they taste different. They definitely taste different. The Coke Zero but... has the fuller flavour, doesn't it? Yeah. The Diet Coke, Coke is a bit wishy-washy. Like yeah. I can't drink either of them because they've both got a sweetener in that gives me migraines. So fucking everything's got that sweetener in it now, doesn't it? Which is why the un- the only things I can drink are full fat Coke, beer, and San Pellegrino and rocks. Mm. Unfortunately, I've got expensive tastes, mainly because of the bloody sugar tax that's ever- on everything now. Thank you, Jamie Oliver. Who all- I can't drink normal Nescafe. That gives me a headache for some reason. Mm. Um, probably something to do with the lack of taste and caffeine in it. Possibly, but I, I can do like the cat, the um, uh, the one the, ne- the, the gold Nesquik. blend. N- no, the one in the metal tins. Oh, I know, know what you mean. Yeah, I can do that stuff. Yes. That's fine, but any of the other ones just gives me a headache. It's, it's a bit grim. This is definitely veering off into Patreon territory. <laughs> well, it's 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 catch up time, isn't it? It is. With with as, as I said as I said on Friday, we've been a little irregular lately. We haven't recorded a proper Patreon show in quite some time. Speak except... for yourself. I eat a salad every day. I, I take <laughs> vitamins. And he's brought it back down to the right level already. <laughs> I was just going to say we've not been regular with podcasts, but we all know how regular Lee is now. Yep. <laughs> it's we important. Have... It's first, important to get your fiber. First thing in the morning, last thing at night. We also haven't done a Patreon show since the uh, the bonus episode of Electric Flood. Which is now... <laughs> should be a band name. Do you know something? That... All that electricity could be why there was giant flood two weeks ago. Could be. Could the be. EFO, the Electric Flood Orchestra. <laughs> Very nice. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to tack the Electric Flood episode onto the end of this just so everyone <laughs> that isn't a Patreon can actually hear the agony that Chris went through that night. And it may go a long way to explaining giant flood. Um, right, Lee, do you want to talk about the Turkish Grand Prix? Because have got to confess, thanks to, thanks to a holiday and bad planning, me and Sean haven't actually seen all of it yet. Uh, turkey's happened. It did. It did. Yeah, and the like, the things. <laughs> Bot- can... Bottas won. Bottas, Bottas, Bottas did win, Sean. I hadn't <laughs> got that. At all. <laughs> um, oh, this is this is this is this is going seamlessly. I was fairly shocked, to be perfectly honest. I was I was shocked Bottas won that race, and even when I was looking at um, like putting a couple of bets on here and there. Like not for a split second, and I think this is because, like the people were sort of praising Bottas for for his win, which is is fine. He won a race, great. But uh, I couldn't help think it's 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 more of one of those like exceptions that prove the rule because nobody for a split second at the beginning of that race thought Bottas was going to win. Mm. I mean, to be to be honest, with everything that you've said about Bottas for the last season, you never think he's going to finish, let alone win. I'm not even sure he is Finnish. <laughs> I've left the stream deck plugged into the other computer, so I can't do the uh, can't do the rim shot. 
<laughs> Good. I, w- I will introduce that thing at some... Actually, no, well, I've run out of USB slots on this laptop. <laughs> Save. I can always do it in post. Um, so, yeah, we've not actually had a chance to watch Turkey, and there's not been too much fallout of it. I think there's been there's been whinging about tyres, hasn't there? There's been Ocon driving his Inter's slick. Mm. Um, yeah. But, I mean, don't forget, back in the, back in the day of group tyres, um, especially when they were only allowed to change tyres for safety reasons, so... 2005 season we're looking at you they used they used to drive the group tyres slick and find they'd got more grip mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why they got rid of the groove tyre yeah because it, it turned out it wasn't it wasn't working after about 10 laps actually it was working too well after about 10 laps um so yeah i mean there's not been a great deal of fallout yes lewis had another argument with um with bono and the team over the radio i think lewis was quite right with his argument though um I, and if if Lewis loses the world championship, like at the last race by a couple of points, um, I think he can thank Mercedes for essentially, I think taking a podium off him because I I, I think he'd have hung hung on in. And if he didn't, if he didn't get a podium, I think he'd have got fourth. But he didn't want to come in for tires in Russia. And the team told him to, and he listened to the team, and he won that race. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of I, those, isn't it? Sometimes they're right, sometimes he's right. I think the thing there was the was they had the information of weather coming in, where mm. he didn't have the information of weather. Essentially, he was their information on the tires at this point. Yeah, that's fair. And and as he pointed, out, he 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 was asked in the um, in the pit about the oh somebody told him like that was interviewing him. He said they said, Oh, Ocon did the whole race on a one stop. Or oh, 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 one set of tires. Was it one set of tires? Yeah. I yeah, I think, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um and he turned around and he says, Oh well if if Ocon did it, I could have definitely done it. Yeah, I don't think of Ocon as being particularly light yeah. on his tires. Um yeah, I do. I think it, it just seemed it seemed daft what they did when they brought him in. It 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 didn't it it, it seemed like an odd thing to do. Thing, the thing is, though, it's only a good gamble if the bet comes in. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, as a as a serial Formula One bettist and occasional winner, you should know. But it's it, it seemed like a bet to nothing though, because it, the bet was always going to send him back down the grid. You know, he, he was never going to get his position back. I could have had it as a bet if um, it, it was the opposite of a bet because it was just playing completely safe. The bet would have been leaving him out to see if he could have got a podium. Yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Um, but then again, if he goes, if he goes off, that's even more points that um, if he goes, happens. Yeah, got, if he goes off, why didn't yeah. you bring me in? Yeah, yeah, he gets a, like one of one of his tires pops or something like that, because we've seen that happen with Pirellis in the past. Yeah. So, um, I, I suppose the worst thing would have been if he crashed. And um, that he damaged the engine that they had to get put in his car. You know, you can imagine that. That would have been championship over. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't think his, uh, I don't think this championship could take another um, sort of twenty six, twenty five, twenty six point swing from either driver. Now, yeah, it it was the worst race of the year. I think. See, this is this is relieving for me because last year I Turkey was the only one I didn't see live, and everyone seemed to tell me it was the best race of the year. 
And yeah, yeah this year no. we didn't see it live, and it was the worst race of the year. So it's like, okay, well, fine. Well, see, the thing is, the tires all hung on, and mm. um, so what you what you had was was a wet race that was doing its best impression of a dry race. Yeah, see, we don't want that. Yeah, because the grip, you know, it's it fair enough. It was wet, but the grip levels stayed the same, mm. you know, for everybody. So that you know, that's the that's what makes wet races so exciting, isn't it? Is the grip grip levels disappearing for people, and it just it was just a bit dull. Like I was, I, th- I think that was the most boring race I've I've watched this year. Well, we've got the potential for an interesting one this week because we like Kota. We do like them. We'd like them even more if they brought us over to do the show from there, which we've been saying now for about five years. Particularly as well as Kota, we know from the GP a couple of weeks ago, is possibly not in its best nick, so it could be a little bit um, Bump- lumpy yeah, in places. Lump- lumpy and bumpy because of the subsidence, because of the massive storms a few years ago, and the whole thing's on clay, so the track's actually moving. So when they say it's a fast circuit, they actually mean that's the speed the circuit's going at, regardless of what's on top of it. Mm. Um, I mean, we'll we'll talk and do predictions in a bit, especially when uh, when Chris gets here. But um, there's another couple of things that we've got to talk about, one of which being the 2022 calendar. God, I can't believe we're talking about 2022 already. <laughs> oh, then, then again. Six, six weeks till Christmas, mate, isn't it? No, it feels it's like slightly like more than six it's, weeks. It's slightly small. It's two months and a week. Mm. So still, still close. Still close. Yeah, probably six weeks. Six weeks till Christmas decorations start going up. Yeah. So first Christmas, Christmas advert on TV today. God Almighty! There's fucking advent calendars in the shops. One of my colleagues brought in mince pies several oh, weeks ago. Get fucked! Why can't that stuff be stuck in Kelly? because <laughs> I, I think leave. france has better taste in festive pastries than the mince pie <laughs> yeah no but if we're short on truck drivers let's leave the christmas stuff till december and take the rest of the stuff probably because mince pies are made in know, northampton or cleethorpe so it's still a... need shipped around on trucks don't they <laughs> do you know what i've only ever had one mince pie in my entire life and i didn't like it I don't like mince pies. I don't uh, like Christmas Yeah, I've, I've grown out of them. That, or Christmas cake. Mm, same. Don't, not a fan. Sean's dislike of mince pies may be my fault. I used to like an occasional Made one. Made them with beef. No, I used to like an occasional mince pie. And then Paul took this to mean I will get several dozen mince pies. Um, and I was stuck with them and I got massively grossed out. Mm, I don't like brandy butter either. That can no. fuck. No, Christmas puddings are not very good. Christmas alcohol, very good. Christmas puddings, no. Nah. Yeah. Um, it's like Christmas songs. You yeah. always think, you always think to yourself, oh yeah, Christmas, like a dessert at Christmas, great. In the same way as you think, oh yeah, Christmas songs, love Christmas songs. There's like two good ones. Mm-hmm. And as someone who works at a radio station by the second week of December, those two good ones, <laughs> you're kind of bored of anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And neither of those good ones are Fairy Tale of New York. Correct. Fucking hate that song. <laughs> that it it has served its time. I, I, still... yeah, I think that's the only good thing cancel culture's done is got that off radio. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the Darkness is Christmas song. Um... 
I like Ruben's Christmas song. That's really good. Christmas is awesome. Nobody listening to this podcast will probably have heard of it. I Go do not Google. know this one. Go Google Ruben. Christmas is awesome. It's fucking ace. Uh, and Oceanside doing the snowman is also fucking great. I can't see no, local radio not, picking up on either of those. I'm not. I'm not familiar with those. Sneak, my, sneak them on the playlist. My thought. Well, we, we, we'll do a we'll do a patron podcast before the end of this, and we'll play out with Ocean Size because it's hilarious. Because it, I mean, first of all, musically brilliant. Uh, second of all, that's what my four year old son thinks the snowman is. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so sooner or later he's going to be in school, and they're going to play the snowman. And Arthur's going to be looking for the fucking half-time riff in the middle. <laughs> Sorry, turkey. Mm, no, calendar. <laughs> were we doing calendar? Well, we're doing the calendar. I was going to say. We're, we're, we're doing turkey. Then we did Christmas. The obvious link there. And then the calendar. Seamless segues. Of course. Let me get the uh, let me get the calendar up because mm-hmm. the Chinese Grand Prix is... Um, it's gone. Gone. No more. The only redeeming feature about the Chinese Grand Prix is that at the right angle, the circuit, the outline looks like a cat. Mm. I, I'm, I've, I'm, I've no interest in the Chinese Grand Prix anyway. So it's if it, it being there or not being there is no no benefit or hurt to me. Mm. It's it, it never usually gives a thrilling. It's race. not usually a classic. So. Australia has got uh, Australia's been moved back to the third race for next season, but that, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's just to give them longer to um, after the borders open and to get the circuit set Slash up. Slash because Saudi Arabia money. Yeah, and Saudi Arabia and Aramco money. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Aramco basically funding the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix of Newcastle United. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so Bahrain's back to the season opener, which um, it's better at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very night, and then of I course I do wish that maybe we squibbled it. Then of course, Imola is back on the uh, back on the calendar again. I really like the Imola circuit. It's always been my favourite Italian like race circuit that Formula One's been on. Yeah, it's fast, it's flowing, it's um, it's it's just a classic one, and it's. It's great, great to play on sim games as well. The return of Formula mm-hmm. Lee coming later on in the show. Yeah. Um, then we've got the then we've got the new race in Miami. And I don't I don't know I don't know is it it's it's kind of half street half built round a stadium. Is this going to be Sochi all over again? It could be Sochi. Or, it could be Baku. It could be. Um... Mexico, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that they built a stadium section into it, but you know, it's a similar, similar situation. Well, they're not they're not I, down half a stadium to put the circuit in. Look, I'll go. I, I I'll go to my grave with this. This thing is that no one does entertainment, and especially sports entertainment like America. Oh and, yeah, granted, granted. Yeah. Uh, the Austin feels like. I, I I always feel like oh, the, oh, the Austin Grand Prix feels like more of an event than some of the other races. Um, I'm sure the Miami Grand Prix is going to feel like an event as well. Um, the only thing that's worrying me about it 
is are they going to get Pitbull to sing the national anthem? Because he has to turn up at everything in Miami. The guy looks like a chauffeur. He does, or a bouncer. <laughs> he has that general vibe. Or the main character from the Hitman series. Or a, like, a stunt member of Fun Loving Criminals. Yes. Still not talking. You're like, Still not an, talking an ex- to them. An expand, expendable one. He'd be the one wearing the red shirt. <laughs> yeah. still, still not talking to fun-loving criminals. Why? We were meant to go see him last Saturday night and they cancelled the UK tour. Oh, did they? Yeah. We had uh, we had tickets to go see him in Manchester, so we had to go drink a lot of rum instead. Safety-loving criminals. Mm. <laughs> to be fair, the rum was okay. I was going to say, the, the rum more than made up for it. Um, if you're anywhere near a Turtle Bay, take a spare liver, especially when it's two-for-one cocktail night. I also now like rum. <laughs> um, then the, the world's most sensible back-to-back race is happening in uh, June. Baku to Canada. Right, this is madness. <laughs> right, you've got you've got your fifth race of the season is Miami. Then you come back to Europe. Then you go to as far. Eastern Europe as you can get without it being Asia, and then you go back to North America. Why is Canada not after Miami? It sounds like they've made the calendar on a flat Earth map. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, a colleague of mine used to used to work in um, used to work in Kazakhstan, which is sort of that kind of neck of the woods, and you're practically as far from as far from Europe as you can get. It's like getting another Europe and putting it in between Europe and Baku. Yeah, I mean Kazakhstan. To be fair, is massive. Kazakhstan Baku, is... Baku um, Azerbaijan is tiny, but it's far. It it's small and, and far, far away. away. It is. It is the Europe side of whatever sea it is they've got. I can't remember. Is it the Dead Sea they have? Don't think it's the Dead Sea. That's in Israel. I'm not good on my seas. The Red Sea. It might be the Red Sea. Might be the Red Sea. Um, it's 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 the one on fire. Yeah, it's anyway. it's, it's the Europe. This side feels it. inconsequential. It does. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Monaco, Azerbaijan, Canada. It's it's sending everyone all over the place. F one mm. wants to become carbon neutral. Mm. Yeah, twatting about flip flopping either side of the Atlantic Ocean is not the way to do that. Not really. I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to continue to say this. Probably till the end of time. The idea of a motorsport becoming carbon neutral is nothing more than PR lip service. It's fucking ridiculous. No, oh, I think I think that is correct. But again, it's they're they're not doing a very good job of paying lip service to their own no, no, idea no, here. No. They do they're doing as good a job as that as Tories do at keeping their to lockdown regs. It's fucking daft. <laughs> Um, any other any other things to note on here? Um, Netherlands is now um, going to be in September. That looks like it's going to be the regular date because at, at first, when the Dutch Grand Prix was coming back, it was going to be early on in the European season. Mm-hmm. But it looks it looks like they've um, they've settled for September. And I, I reckon they probably quite like that it's sort of the Max Verstappen home races back to back combo. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Singapore is back as well. Yes, it is. Russia still can't use their flag, and it's the last race at Sochi next year, I do believe, oh, before, before it moves to the uh, new St. Petersburg circuit. Ace. Good. I'm glad. Mind mm-hmm. you, we'll have a good race at Sochi next year. It's just when they got their act together to put <laughs> decent races on 
will be fucking off. Yeah. Definitely. Um, that, that, I mean, it's going to be the ultimate sod's law if that happens. Shout out to Singapore, though. That uh, has been missing on the calendar for too long. It's a great mm. circuit. You know, it's, we, we, it's, and it's, it's the proper challenge, isn't it? You know, it's a hard race. The drivers look fucking ruined when they got out of the when they get out of the car. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's about ten at night, and it's still about thirty degrees by the time the race finishes. Yeah, they do weird yeah, things it, with their sleep as well, don't they? Because I think they all stay on European time. And oh, yep. yeah, every, every every year at the Singapore Grand Prix, um, one pit lane pundit will always mention blackout curtains in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, and that, and the fact that the race seems to go on for about six and a half weeks. I mean, they, they do they do open up the pit lane very early for people to have a walk around. I think it, I think it's the week before when they actually start building it. Mm-hmm. Although it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take them all that long to build the circuit. Living somewhere where it takes about a year to build a circuit and then take it down again. <laughs> yeah, but inevitably, after a couple of uh, a couple of safety cars, um, maybe even a restart. The end of that race, you're, they're always talking about whether we're actually going to see the end of the race or if it's just going to go go to mm, a time. It is thing. one that's usually very tight, yeah. isn't it, on the time? Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's, I think it's, it's I think it's because um, the um, the sort of the average speed of it, and it's the same length as other Grand Prix, but mm. speed speeds a little bit slow, which is why the reason that Monaco's because you get short. you get a lot of fuel saving, don't you? In Singapore, yeah, uh, we saw mm. that last time. So that obviously slows them down. You do get safety cars mm. sometimes for a range of reasons, um, and that obviously uh, pushes you tight on the limit. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on. Yeah, I think I think if every, everything sort of ran clean and there wasn't um, wasn't a safety car at any point, the race would still take about an hour and three quarters anyway to mm. run at uh, to run at full chat. Mm. But I don't know because I don't think we've ever had a race without a safety car, have we? I can't think of one in <clears> Singapore. I tell you what, you won't get one next year either. If the cars are going to be harder to drive, no, that's um, that is true. That is that is going to be an interesting one. I can't wait for testing. I don't believe it. We're not even at the end of the season yet. And I'm saying I can't wait for testing. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that oh, don't get me wrong. This is, I mean, I I think, but maybe it's going to be a bit much for some people to to take right now because some people just like to complain about things. But I think once the dust settles, it's I told you we're season. staying off Reddit. No, but I think once the dust settle is settled on this season, as long as um, you know, like one driver doesn't have like two DNFs and it's just over, and it's uh, you know it, it 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 pitters out. I think this might be the best season in Formula One history. I remember nineteen seventy six, so I can't say anything. What happened nineteen seventy six? Hunt versus Louder. Yeah, no, but again, though, shenanigans, like big fiery shenanigans. True. Um, you know, it's, I, I can't think of a year It's where you've had two teams which have had such evenly matched cars that have occupied the same piece of tarmac so often through a season. You know, when you look back to like Schumacher and Hakkinen, you know, Schumacher and Hakkinen had a couple of good years and, a couple of, and some good championship fights between them. Um but it was always like one weekend a Ferrari would run away with it and then the next weekend a McLaren would run away with it. But we go to every race weekend at the minute not knowing which car is going to be on top and whichever car is on top, will it be just by a couple of tenths 
you know, it's like the, the Turkey was like an off one for us where clearly Mercedes had like a real edge over Red Bull on that circuit. But that was like an outlier this year. Or in Italy where it's one car physically on top. Yes, yes. <laughs> but again, I mean, again, the, the that image of those two cars on top of each other, regardless of what happens in the championship, be it Max or Lewis, that is going to be replayed mm-hmm. for years to come. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's this generation's, and I'm going to say it, 1994 Adelaide moment. Yes, yeah, yeah. I didn't cry. I was really hoping he didn't cry. Sobbing's really hard to edit out. Or edit in. <laughs> He's gone quiet now. Um, no, no, yeah. Right, and then last five races, the usual Japan, USA, subject to contract, and apparently so is Spain as well, and Imola. I suppose Imola's been kind of year by year anyway, hasn't it, over the last couple of years? Um... I wonder if Imola are pressing for a longer deal. I mean, at one point, about I think it was about two, three years ago, Imola was saying they'd um, mm-hmm. they'd taken the Italian Grand Prix from Monza, and then Monza said, "No, we no. haven't. No, we haven't. Here's <laughs> a lot of money." Um, but yeah, I think Spain probably is just at the end of its contract. That'll probably be fine. USA, I imagine, will be having a row with MotoGP about surfaces and. Mm. And then finish up Mexico, Brazil, Abu Dhabi. I still prefer Brazil as the last race of the season, but mm. obviously Abu Dhabi's got the money. Yes. You know, the season's starting and ending in the Far East. It's a bit... The Far East? The Middle East. The Arab East. Yeah. I'm trying to find the right way to describe it. Um, the Gulf, I the think, Gulf. is, is the the Gulf. usually that'll, the, that'll the way. Do. Sorry, it's been, it's been a long day. I've had, I've had to read up about um, SQL Server. Joy. That's that's how interesting my life is. Um, so, 23 race season for the third time, but is this going to be third time lucky and we're going to get 23 races in? I can see something not quite coming off. For, for what exact reason, I do not know. But yeah, I, I can see something not occurring. Now just wait until COVID-22 hits. Mm. Christ, I hope it doesn't. Um, <laughs> is that a uh, no? I thought I thought that was Chris getting ready to join us. Um, still not here, blimey. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's much of a muchness the calendar, but I, I'm happy that Imola's on there. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, right, what else have we got? We're completely winging this because we don't even have uh, we don't even have a running order because it's usually flood that does the running order. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, official denials from uh, from Patronus. Never believe anything until it's been officially denied. Exactly. Those are the rules. Now, at the weekend, a story came out on um, a website. I've got to admit, I've never even heard of before. Decal spotters. Right that um, Patronus were pulling out of their title sponsorship with Mercedes and Saudi Arabian Energy Company and trackside and pit lane sponsor Aramco were taking over. I think this is coming on the back of Patronus pulling out of the satellite Yamaha team in MotoGP. The oh, have they? I pa- missed that. Yeah, they're not going to be Patronus Sepang Circuit Racing anymore. They're just going mm. to be somebody else Sepang Circuit Racing. I suppose the lack of Sepang in F1 probably doesn't help the will for a Malaysian brand to be all over it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't imagine. But uh, Patronus have come out today and said uh, we are we are not leaving. We are um, we are under contract, and apparently they're under contract with Mercedes until twenty twenty five. And but is that is that under contract for something or is title sponsor? I think that I think that's for title sponsor. But um, Ineos and Patronus have some kind of working relationship, and Ineos, of course, own a third of the Mercedes team now. The bits mm. that Mercedes and Toto don't own, so it could well be that that was somebody putting two and two together and making three hundred and sixty-seven. Just because Aramco are upping their Formula One sponsorship, because you you see them at just about every race now. They've usually usually got one whole zone of the circuit, if not the pit lane as well. I still wonder whether we whether that car's going to be rebranded for next year. Yeah, we've we've talked about it before, haven't we, on the podcast? I still think it's going to end up as Wolf Ineos Racing. Yeah. Um... I think I think your prediction of um, Toto buying Aston Martin now is looking less and less likely. Yeah, yeah, I don't. That, well, I, I I didn't think he was going to buy it because he's got shares in it anyway, wasn't it? This is true. I mm. thought, yeah, I thought if that if if the Mercedes team was actually sold off to somebody else that wasn't involving Toto Wolf, that you'd take you'd find Wolf taking a bigger role at Aston Martin, and I I, I think that could still be possible. But I, I don't think he's going to... Whatever happens to that Mercedes team, Wolf is going to be heavily involved. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he owns a third of it. So yeah. um, if another team was to come in, buy Mercedes out, they'd probably have to spend twice that amount to get rid of Toto mm. as well. You know, I can't, I can't say him parting with it because, you know, he's he's effectively built it to what it is. Yeah. Um, but one team that apparently is going to be changing name is going to be Sauber Alfa Romeo Longbow Capital, whatever they're going <laughs> by this week. Yes, they could do with a name change because that's a gobful. Mm. Yeah, well, they, they, haven't, they haven't really had too many name changes recently because you know they've been Alfa Romeo for about True. three years now, and then it was Sauber, then it was BMW Sauber, then it was Sauber, then there was Mercedes Sauber, mm-hmm. Sauber Patronus. Yeah. It's been through a few flavours. One, one, one or two doesn't, but it looks like they're going to become Andretti Racing. Because mm. um, Andretti Racing, as in Andretti's, um, rumour has it that they are putting in an offer. So we could be seeing the Andretti name back on the grid. Hopefully not behind the wheel. Yeah, because there'll be one. There'll be one ready. I mean, there's like... there's one that's been in IndyCar for a while, but Marco. Like no, I want to say Michael. Mike. No, Michael owns the team. Marco was the one. Marco. I think it was Marco that was in IndyCar. I think it might be a Michael Junior, possibly. Because ah. there was one that drove for the Andretti team in IndyCar and then left at the start of this season, which doesn't really say a lot about either <laughs> how good the team is or how good the family is. You know, when, when you when you're related to the owner and you won't even drive the car, are you listening, Lance Stroll? <laughs> yeah, if Lance Stroll ends up not driving that car, it's not because Lance Stroll has walked out. It's it's <laughs> the other way round. The firing of that, I suspect. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be good to see. Well, it's, excuse me, it is Marco. I thought I thought it was Marco. Yeah, Mike, Michael's the team boss who is an ex Indy car driver. Yes, and I think had a bit of a mare in F one. Sounds. 
reasonable. Well, I, oh, I know. <laughs> didn't didn't it, he used to be at McLaren, and didn't they bin him off and um, put Hakkinen in the car? That may need looking up, but I think I think it was thanks. I think it was thanks to Michael Andretti's lack of um, lack of F one pace that um, that Hakkinen got the uh, got the promotion from Lotus. Uh, so Michael Andretti did thirteen races, one podium. Um, he is currently described as a semi-retired racing driver, which implies he still does some. Uh, Probably the five hundred. Some stuff. Don't forget. Don't forget the Indy five hundred. You know, I might be considered young for that. <laughs> well, according to Michael's son Marco the McLaren team sabotaged his father's chances at being competitive in order to replace him with the team's test driver Mika Hakkinen that is an accurate recollection of events from yourself there mm. and a large amount of sour grapes from um, the third generation Andretti <laughs> from the sounds of things I don't know uh... then again, Ron, would Ron Dennis be a bastard to someone would would Ron Dennis throw their work, like leading driver under the bus for somebody to get like one of his proteges ahead? It sounds suspiciously like something he might do. I Does I can't see him doing that. He's not that kind of person. Would would he say for would he would he say for instance do that with a Spaniard to make an Englishman? <laughs> You know, have a chance at winning the Formula One World Championship in the rookie season. Yes, but it would be in a hell of a lot more words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm normally good at translating English into Ron speak. I just, I, I just can't be asked tonight. Although Mike, <laughs> Michael Andretti apparently has some kind of partnership with Zach Brown, um, and has raced in the uh, Australian Supercar Championship in some kind of partnership with United Autosports. Right, so expect Sauber to be taking on a lot of McLaren custom parts. Well, Andretti Sauber, Longbow, capital BMW, Ericsson Racing team, team to be mm. taking on. Oh, God, it could bring Ericsson back. Oh, joy. Ooh. Yes. I think he's I think he's settled in IndyCar now because he's actually quite good at it. Yeah. Um, same for Grosjean as well. I can't, mm. I can't, I can't see him coming back even with a with Andretti owning the uh, owning an F one team, um, I absolutely can, absolutely can oh, see him coming no. back. Grosjean has settled that much in IndyCar. He's now slagging off Formula One when he can put his balaclava on the right way around. Yeah, no, but they always do that, don't they? Until they get the chance to come back. Every everyone that leaves Formula One goes, oh yeah, yeah, I didn't, you know, it's 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 so hard, it's so much politics. Then as soon as they get the sniff of coming back, like, what well, I could do a race, <laughs> <laughs> could, I, could, I, could, I, could I do it now? Yeah. I think we've got more chance of seeing Dick Tantrum in the uh, the Andretti than we have Roman Grosjean. I think he'd be a fucking excellent signing for any any team. I think it's it's a it's a shame. That he hasn't had a chance in Formula One. Apart, everybody, pro- uh, uh, everybody, apart from, apart from the Red Bull Junior program and the Williams Junior program, apart from, apart from those chance, those chances that he had. No, he hasn't had a chance in Formula One. He had a chance. He, you know, he's, he's, he, had, he's had chances to get to Formula One. Now I'm taking nothing away from his driving talent because the guy is the guy is quick. Yeah, I I am not denying the guy is absolutely rapid. Yeah, but he must be hellish to work with. Look at his car. There's no sponsorship on there. Yeah, I absolutely 100% uh, believe that with this sort of view of the 
media trained Formula One driver. If it if that attitude had been taken years ago, you wouldn't have had James Hunt. You wouldn't have had Ayrton Senna. Um, you wouldn't have had Eddie Irvine. I know he's not quite the same caliber, but you know it's the it it was those. It's oh, those I, people. Oh, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Eddie Irvine loved to play the corporate game when he was at Ferrari. Um, no, no, but if, he, if, he if, did. A, but... if a man didn't suit Tommy Hilfiger clothes, it was him because every t- when Hilfiger was sponsoring Ferrari, I remember. I remember one episode of Wogan that Eddie Irvine was a guest on. I think it was just before a British Grand Prix. Yeah, and he turned up in. Uh, it wasn't... That's a reference for the American listeners, there, Wogan. Yeah, it turned, <laughs> turned up on a chat show. Turned up on a chat show. <laughs> The week of the British Grand Prix, and he turned up head to toe in um, Tommy Hilfiger non-Ferrari clothes, and that was dressed in the dark. Well, I mean that's just one of those things. But the uh, you're also again talk about the guy that got in trouble with his own team, where somewhere when asked uh, what was what was going on with Ferrari, he said, "Well, the problem is the car's brick slow." And Ferrari doesn't like its car being referred to as brick slow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, no, it's like, what can I say? I I like a bad boy. (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, I I think he's quick. He should should have a go in in Indy. That might actually, I don't know, rub some of the edges off. Because yeah. it's it's good for you know it's good for young drivers. Look at look at the current crop of young indie drivers. You got Alex Alex, um, uncertain pronunciation of surname. Could be Palau, could be Palau, could be Pulo. He, it was Palau when he was in F three. Mm. But I think yeah, in IndyCar he seems to be Palau. Um, you got Pato Award, Colton Herter. You know, there's there's some quick quick young drivers. Um, all of whom I think would be good F1 drivers. It's just that it's it's a small grid. The IndyCar grid's bigger, That's and thing, yeah. you've got more chance to shine. Yeah. Same with what's his name, the other British lad, uh, Max, Ferrari Junior. Max Chilton. Oh, um, Callum Eilert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he deserves to go in Formula One. He's not going to get his go either. Mm. That's the problem, though. When you're when you're on the when you're on the Ferrari Junior program, and you know both current Ferrari drivers are literally just off the tit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, well, it's been the problem with Red Bull, hasn't it, for years? Yeah, you know, yeah, Ferra- as as... yeah. Ferrari's junior team is is sort of kind of where mid noughties mid to late noughties Red Bull mm-hmm. junior team was. Are we going to get next? We are going to get next year. It's going to be the first time that Red Bull and Alpha Tori Toro Rosso have kept lineups in ages. Yeah, it's also mm-hmm. the best time I think uh, to ever be on the Red Bull driver program. Because the uh, cha- I, I think the chances of um, what's his name the Toro Rosso driver doing good Sonoda oh Gasly Gasly yeah the um, the chance of him getting back in the Fat Boy uh, Red Bull team I don't think that's going to happen I think he's going to have to go somewhere else yeah. Al- Alpine uh, twenty twenty three when Alonso retires for the second time. Possibly, I, I think I, th- I think Williams would have been a good place for him as well uh, to replace um, Russell. But um, the uh, so you've got a team there where essentially either or both of those drivers could be replaced after next year. Um, I don't see uh, Perez staying in Red Bull past last year because I don't think he's done enough to earn his driver this year. 
So uh, unless something like something magical happens, and like I always say, is like Formula One comes to him, uh, there's going to be a slot in the Red Bull team by the end of the year. I do. I think it's it's a great time to be uh, a Red Bull junior driver, like going into next year. Mm, I think there is some movement coming up there, isn't there, in the next couple of years? Mm. So it might not all be over for um, Vips. Lawson's still on the Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, Lawson. Lawson had drama in DTM. There was well, all he, kinds of drama. Well, he got, ta- he got taken out on turn one and lost the title. Yes, and then there was then there was slagging offs on social media, and the 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 regular DTM crowd seemed to imply that some young lad from F2 shouldn't be coming in and trying to race in their series anyway and there was a whole drama why shouldn't he come in and race in their series and be on and the verge of them. taking the <laughs> I think that was the issue yeah. the and beating them that they didn't take to yeah oh talking about talking about forms of touring cars Christ watch the um, world touring cars at Pearl this weekend it was not uh, a quality event WWE on wheels actually no 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 WCW on wheels <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there was more elbows than a bag of octopuses. Um, oh, so just just quickly on the on the Red Bull front as well. Mm. Uh, I I don't think if um, if if Red Bull don't manage to carry this momentum into next year, and Adrian Newey doesn't do something uh, like Adrian Newey-ish at the beginning of a new formula. Well, he is I back. He is back at work now after his bike accident. But I think you'll see Verstappen disappearing somewhere as well. Because, I mean, this is the only year Verstappen's been given something capable of competing for a world championship in. And uh, it's not like since, what, for the last two years, not not including this year, he's had half a foot out of that door, hasn't he? Yeah, we've we've been talking quite a lot. And there was even that thing of, like, would he have gone? If he hadn't won that race a couple of years ago, yeah, would he have already left Red Bull? I think I think he's I, th- I think he's going to be settled for another couple of years. I mean, if, obviously, if next year's car turns into an absolute nightmare, he'll be gone. The mm, year after, he could do absolutely. a Vettel, yeah, because Vettel did one year of new formula and buggered off to Ferrari. Yeah, I think the problem is, is you're you're talking about. I mean. It's it's fucking it's worth arguing, but I mean, is he the best driver on like? I don't know if he's the best driver on the grid. Is he the driver that you'd want in your car if you had a Formula One team? If you suddenly found out he was in the market and wanted to yeah. drive for you, you would make a seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think saying is he the best driver in Formula One probably causes more arguments than it's worth. Fanboy. But, uh, but that sells but stuff, t- doesn't it? He sells a lot of stuff. Yeah, Look at, like yeah. Austria and the. Um, Belgium and Netherlands, he he will sell your product. Mm, but he's also that guy. I think that if you give him, um, if if you give him a car, he'll make that car go three tenths quicker. Mm-hmm. Talking of F one drivers selling products, saw something that saw something oh, F one product related that we didn't know existed last week. Mm. Kimoa electric bikes. Oh yes, I'd forgotten nice. about that. Didn't want to look at the price because I got the feeling that if you had to ask, you couldn't afford. Mm, yeah, well, while we're doing so. F1 products, are you in a position yet to do an official review of the Turn One fragrance that you oh, purchased? Oh yes, yes, I um, yeah, I bought a I bought a bottle of the F1 Turn One aftershave. 
You know that photo I sent on the group? That is fucking dedication to your craft, Paul. We, we, did, we did sample all four. One of them smelt very soapy. <laughs> well, that's good. Soap's clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but by the time you finish shaving, you've had enough of soap. I think that might have been the meow one that was yes. soapy smelling. Um, yeah, uh, it smells nice. Um, it's it it's it's citrusy. That's they're gonna put this on their packaging yeah. next time they do it. Official review: It smells nice. Three legs, four wheels. Yeah, it it's um it's citrusy. It's not too sort of heavy and dark. Um, I I really liked it. I and um, I think I think it suits me. And it comes in a really cool bottle. But you've got to have a little rubber stand because the bottom of the bottle's curved, so it doesn't actually stand up. So if you want to put it on the on a shelf, you've well got, done, engineers. You've, you've got to use the stand. I think I think it's deliberately engineered that uh-huh. way. So yeah, I, the, you know this is this is dedication to the bit. I went out and bought F one aftershave. <laughs> I mean, I was deliberately in a shop to buy aftershave yeah. at the time, and I'd chosen the aftershave I was buying, and then you pointed the F1 I ones out I did then me. notice the F1 smells. So, another 60 quid later. Take an extra from the Patreon this quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can pass that off as a Patreon purchase. No, I... I, I, yeah. I, I company expenses. <laughs> no, it is not a company expense. I don't <laughs> think I can manage that. No, do need to buy a new USB cable, though, because the one in the mixer is acting up. Um, right, I think... A, U- a USB cable that roughly costs the same amount as that fragrance. <laughs> Didn't you know I was buying solid platinum USB cables? Because apparently, <laughs> apparently they really work. <laughs> we have an American Grand Prix to preview, but but before we do, we're going to pay the rent. Oh, yes, for all this perfume. Yeah, for Yes, because yeah, perfume, perfume don't come cheap when you don't buy it duty-free, and we don't get duty-free between the Alaman and the UK. Um, DraftKings have got a new offer on Formula One. Um, if you sign up as a new customer, now I think this is only available in the US, so you'd have to check other local sites for details. Um, if you bet $1, um, and if the race goes on for longer than one lap, then you'll win $100 in free bets. Now, this this is very similar to the NFL offer that they've got, where if any team scores during a week's worth of NFL games, you get $100 in free bets. However, F1 has come close to having a race without any laps. Yeah, if you did this during Spa, you might be a bit... You might, you might, have, been, you might have been bricking it a bit, because you might have lost $100 of free betting. And um, that, I mean, it, that's a once a one-off thing. It does. Though, I mean, it? I think otherwise you should be fine. I mean, it does say. It. When was the last race you saw where all twenty drivers didn't loop the track at least once? <laughs> funny you Belgium. should. Men- funny you should mention that DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they went out for those two laps behind the safety car. It wasn't for the points. It was for DraftKings. It was so that everyone that goes to uh, DraftKings gets the free bets. Um, if the sports book isn't available in your state, so yes, it is for the American listeners, uh-huh. uh, you can get an early action with the DraftKings free-to-play pools. So I think you've got to guess if it's a home win and away win or a draw, because that's the pools we know. I wonder how pools win an F1. We'll have to go and have a play. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to have to have a look on that. Um, also, everyone gets a free shot at $5,000 in total prizes. Um, oh, I say the free-to-play pools just answer a handful of questions about what you think will happen during the race. And follow along to track your results. Um, DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and more importantly, licensed. Mm-hmm. 
it is pro it is properly legal. And uh, the best thing of all is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, how do you do this, you may ask? Somebody going to ask? I, I will ask. How do we do this? How do you do this? Right, you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, app now and use the promo code 3L4W. That's the number three, the letter L, the number four, and the letter W. Just bet $1 on uh, this Sunday's, I can't say Formula Racing Grand Prix. It's US Grand Prix. Correct. Um, win a hundred dollars. They're, they're new to F one. They'll they learn. are. We, they are. We we will educate them. We will help them. Um, but yeah, just bet a dollar on the US Grand Prix and win a hundred dollars in free bets if any driver finishes a lap. So that's the promo code three L four W for this no brainer. It says here there is small print. Now I've listened to a lot of radio adverts. When it gets to the small print, they usually speed it up just to get through uh -huh. it as quick as possible. I'm not going to do that. So must. Be <laughs> no, I can't do it that slow. Must be 21 or older, um, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. At least I think that's what NJIN and PA are. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, free back promotion. Only one per customer. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you want to talk about, uh, you're worried about problem gambling, uh, in the US call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in the UK, there is a organisation called Gamcare that you can get in touch with. Uh, I think they're gamcare.org.uk. So obviously, you know, we we all like we all like the odd bet, but if it becomes a problem, there are experts that can help. Gamcare sounds like something on the UK grime scene. Do you reckon he's going to be Mercury nominated rap artist next <laughs> <Yeah>. year? <laughs> he's going to do a collaboration with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, so US Grand Prix this weekend. Just um, quickly, I'm going to start a rival to Draft Kings. Oh, I'm going to call it Giraffe Kings, and my tagline's going to be: "To win, you've got to stick your neck out." Wow! Oh, I like it. I sure I can't get that rim shot in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. God. So yes, US Grand Prix this weekend. The mo mobile bumpy track of Kota. Um, half of it was resurfaced last year. What was it? Turns one, two, was it eight, eight or nine? You said. I can't remember exactly. They did say when it was we were watching the the Moso GP, it, and yeah, the it, it's a bit lumpy and a bit sort of is mixed that, that was terrain. Resurfaced, resurfaced with the inside of a galaxy ripple. I think so. Yeah, and there's one particular corner they had some kind of concern because there were three different surface types in one corner. I like it. Which is, is helpful, particularly in mixed weather conditions. <laughs> Which MotoGP definitely had. Yeah. The other thing about Kota and the um, and the circuit is they did that diamond grinding on it the other year to um, to it even dusty. it out. And it made it dusty and the bike the bikes were struggling even more on it and the F1 drivers weren't too keen on it either. Apparently WEC absolutely loved it and it gave them the most grip. Right. Mm. Do you know Good what I love about when when they do these things with uh, circuits, mm. is it, it really does put into perspective um, how much of a bitch sport some these circuits think MotoGP is. Because it's like premier class motorbikes, but it's like the MotoGP are there going, oh yeah, if you do this, you're going to kill our riders. And then the circuit owners are going, yeah, but we can have a Formula 1 Grand Prix. And it, I just find it fucking hilarious how... The bikes are always the like the ugly bridesmaid of the motorsport. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that get to play fourth shepherd in the Christmas play. Yeah. 
Oh, apparently, as of four days ago, work was uh, getting underway to flatten out some of the bumps. So this sounds well thought out and carefully scheduled. Don't circuits normally have to be completely sort of done um, about two weeks before the start of the race so that everything's got time to settle? I don't think they're resurfacing. I think Hmm. they might be planing. Um, Yeah. And we know how well it went last time. Actually, um... Oh, apparently, according to Michael Massey, they are grinding some bumps and so forth. This also sounds like... Like something in the UK (laughs) grime scene. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Talking to track surfaces, I had an email email this week from uh, Campbell. Campbell Woodell. Um, He has two surnames. Um... And he works for a company that actually makes track surfaces. And see if you agree with me on this one, Lee. I think he has got one of the coolest PhDs ever. This guy's this guy's a doctor in the grip of motorsport surfaces. Oh, he's got to get some traction with that. <laughs> I need the snare drum. <laughs> um, he's going to be coming on the show with um, a couple of colleagues in a few weeks as well. So we're going to have another technical special coming up soon where we will actually get the details of what all the different surfaces are and why mm. some are grippier than others and why some are more abrasive than others. Because we hear, th- we hear this talked about on every race contract. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a really abrasive surface. So, you know, this, this is why there's different tyre compounds at each race. And I think it, it'd be really good to get sort of the insider knowledge into why this is a thing mm. and... We need another technical expert on the show because Scarb hasn't been on for a while and we all need to geek out a little bit, don't we? <laughs> yes. but, well, I'm a nerd, so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, should be a good but listener. I, I, I'm also at home with the, th- with the fact that this could be the best or worst thing you've ever listened to. <laughs> <laughs> in a niche market, I think it'll be for a niche market. But... We're in a niche market. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're, we're an F1 podcast that is open about mental health. If there isn't anything big up Lando for talking about mm-hmm. it, about his as well, um, I, I don't want to come across all crusade or anything. But if you got a problem, talk. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty pretty bloody niche to begin with, so we're get, we're getting even nichier. So I guess if you have any burning questions about track surfaces, now is the time to. Yeah, Shout. yeah, get them in. Um, drop us an email, threelegsportwheels at gmail.com, and uh, we'll take a look and we'll um, we'll put the best ones to the F1 track surface experts. Back to Circuit of the Americas being planed and... Yeah, oh, I'm sure uh, they'll get some questions about that. Yes, a, wi- a winding, a winding and a grinding. Yes. <laughs> um, who do we think this is going to favour? Because we didn't have a race last year. Yeah. And Verstappen has had gripes there previously, hasn't he, with like the sausage curbs and whatnot? Yeah, it seems to be one of these tracks that he maybe isn't the biggest fan of. He's never had a car as competitive as this Red Bull, though. That is true. I think I think we could be in for a good battle at the front. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, I oh. it, you've got a big long straight there, but there's so many twisty turny bits. That's the thing. It's one. It's one of these circuits where um, you've got to sacrifice one part of yeah, the circuit to be good in be, the other. There's going to be parts mm. of the circuit where Mercedes are fast, and there's going to be parts of the circuit where Red Bull are fast, and they'll hopefully back and forth a bit, and maybe not end up on top of each other this time. 
Well, if there's parts of the circuit where one's fast and parts where others are fast, then there's going to be one point where they're as fast as each other, only for like a sort of few metres, and that's uh-huh. where they could end up on top of each yes. other. Yes, yes. It's, it's going to be... It's too close to call. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a Verstappen, a Verstappen race. I, um, I don't... I don't quite know why, um, but to me, I know this is going to get me in trouble. Um, oh, God. Lewis, Lewis doesn't feel like the championship winning Lewis this year. Just, I don't know what it is, and I can't put my finger on it, but there's just something about him that feels more um, susceptible to challenge, you know, maybe I, I mean maybe all the stuff he does outside of Formula One, you know, that he's he's been heavily you know, heavily criticised, but he's always answered that criticism, hasn't he? Um, maybe that's that's a thing, you know. It's a, you you get to a certain point in a sport where you've been doing that sport for so long, and you you need to draw energy from other places just because you need that to keep yourself motivated. He doesn't. He he doesn't seem like the driver that is just as relentless as he's been in the past. I think I know what you mean in that sort of in previous years we've seen like Vettel or others get go out and get a big lead, Rosberg, and then Hamilton hit the form as like, oh, here we go, he's coming back. And even though he has him and Verstappen have flip-flopped a bit at the top, he doesn't actually, at no point does it seem that Verstappen has gone, oh, okay, here we go, he's off, I'll, I'll just sit back and finish second for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure. It, even, if, even like his manner is, maybe it's because he genuinely like sees Verstappen as a threat, and maybe that's the first time, probably in his since Alonso, that he's been, you know, he's been up against someone that he actually he genuinely considered a threat because we have to have to remember that even the championship he lost to Rosberg, he lost that championship because his engine blew up. Mm. Um, so I think this is the first real, the real test. Maybe he's had his whole his whole career, you know, for for race wins and championships. Because apart from the, like the Alonso thing, I think you can say was tainted because it wasn't a pure battle between two drivers. Um, then the best teammate he had since Alonso was Jensen, which they traded positions a few times. I think Hamilton ended up with more wins, but Jensen ended up with more points over the time they were in a in a team together. Um, but to, they they were never really in contention for world championships. You know, it was always the the odd win here or there. I think this is the first time Hamilton's really. Really, really being challenged. I hate it when he's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, do, I, I you know, I, I see exactly where you're coming from with that, and I, th- I think that is the case because, um, yeah, there's there's, no, there's been no real there's been no real challenge. I mean, all right, there was a lot of animosity between uh, between Lewis and Rosberg mm-hmm. when uh, the whole two, 2016 thing was going on, um, but. And again, that that was in the team. That was in the team things, and it it could have been managed, yeah, by the team. You know, the, Toto could have put his foot down at any one point. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure 
you know, we, we coined the term Toto's naughty step that season <laughs> because they found themselves sat on it more often than not. But yeah, this this is this is the first time where he's got a challenger that he's got no control over. Um, I think the other thing to remember as well is that he's he's behind in a world championship right now because uh, they both had their share of like misfortune. I think uh, someone might prove me wrong here, but I, I think. Verstappen has had more bad luck than Lewis. Um, you know, I, th- I think if if everything had gone the the, the way things probably should have gone, he'd probably be leading the championship by a little bit more. Mm. I mean, he lost a race win because of the blown tire when yeah. they came together in Silverstone. Verstappen retired, but Hamilton continued. Yeah, I mean that that's six and two threes. I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 he, that that's bad luck, and he probably could have he could have left that mm-hmm. you know and not. And, and not lost all those points. Um, but when you, when you look at Rosberg, Rosberg won a, won a world championship against Lewis because uh, like he, he essentially sold his um, professionalism out. You know, when you when you looked at the things he was doing inside the team, Monaco when he when, when he stopped the car uh, to get pole. Um, you know, it's he even turned around, I think, in an interview and said that one of the reasons he, he left Formula One is because to win a world championship, he became somebody that he didn't like. Um, whereas Verstappen hasn't had to do that. Verstappen's where he is because he can match Lewis on pace. Yeah, he's de- he's definitely he's definitely got the pace for it. Which it's the blazing saddles quote, isn't it? There's always going to be somebody with a faster gun. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. This is it. And we we always have it as well in Formula One. We've got such short memories most of the time. It's like when Vettel was on top, people go and say, "Well, this is going to go on forever. He's going to break all Schumacher's records." And look where we are now. And it's it's always been the same as you know. As soon as Lewis got on top, it's like, "Well, this is never going to change. Lewis is going to win Formula One forever until he decides to retire." And it's it's not what happens because what happens is you get a driver which raises the bar. Then that shakes everything up again, and then it's up to the next generation that come through to not only meet that bar but surpass it. And that's exactly what people like Verstappen, George Russell, and Landon Norris are going to do over the next five years. Is they're going to raise the standard of driving higher than Lewis set it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the you know the the quality of drivers can only get better because the quality of drivers from 15 years ago you know is nowhere near you know not many of the drivers from 15 years ago will be good enough to be on the grid now with the exception of Raikkonen and Alonso who were (laughs) were still there and are still on the grid (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean could you could you see just just plucking names out um you know, could you see, could you see Takuma Sato doing anything in current F one? Montoya, mm. or Trulli. Yeah, I think I think Montoya would Montoya would be the sort of I don't know scrappy scrappy in an Alfa Romeo occasionally getting points. It'd be Giovinazzi. <laughs> That's hard. I don't know. I think Montoya never really fulfilled his potential in Formula One, did he? No. By all by no. all accounts, another one that's difficult to work with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
fiery, hot-headed. I was I was a Montoya fan as well. I like a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is um young child Montoya, I think, on the on the on the way through somewhere. Mm. Oh, isn't he? Um, he's racing against young Barrichello, isn't he? In carts. Oh, is he? He might be. I thought he was a little bit older than that, but. Oh, well, it'll get there at some point. We'll yeah. find out. We, we will find. We will find out the next the next gen coming through. Right? Should we should we try and do some predictions? Because this should... is this is gonna this is gonna be a hard one to predict. For a split second, though, before we do predictions, imagine how how beautiful the karma would be if Sh- Schumacher Junior. is number twoed to Barrichello Junior. <laughs> Oh God! Sebastian Montoya <laughs> is doing Italian and German F four with Prema this oh, year. Oh, he is a bit older. Mm. Right, I thought I thought he was younger than he was. I do apologise. Yeah. Then again, Ital- Italian F four—that's about about fourteen, fifteen. Let me mm. see if I can find you an age for Sebastian Montoya. Going to F four is um, ridiculously young. Talking about F four, talking about F four drivers um, or former F four drivers. Congratulations to a friend of the podcast, Abby Pulling, who is competing in the last two W series races this season. And hope, hopefully, we'll get a full time seat in the series for next year. Yes, it'd be good to see. Yeah, definitely be good to uh, good to see, and we'll have to get her and Alice back on the show at some point. Sebastian Montoya is fifteen. I thought that was I thought that was about the right age for uh, for F four. Right, predictions, predictions. Yes, Someone, <laughs> let's all go. At once. Someone's going to have to go first, and it's not going to be flood. I I'll go first. I'm going to go for I'll go for a Hamilton win because he does normally do well at Cota. Uh, Verstappen second, and Norris third. Mm. Um, see, I'd love to stick Norris on the podium, but I just don't think McLaren's going to have the have the car for it because they. Oh, mind you, they're quite good at low speed corners, aren't they? Mm, and there it's could the be medium... shenanigans. There's always a chance of a shenanigan. Yeah, it's medium speed corners that um, McLaren seem to struggle at, but that does mean that they're going to struggle at the in the S's part, you know, the Maggots and Beckett's bit at mm-hmm. the beginning of the first sector. Um, and that Ferrari looked fucking rapid all of a sudden, didn't it? From nowhere. It's Ferrari, though, isn't it? They'll be rapid, and then they'll be somewhere <sighs> yeah. else. No, they'll be rapid, then they'll be found out. Yeah, I was just going to say they're either slow or cheating. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. I think Verstappen, Verstappen win. See, I, I kind of want to have Verstappen Hamilton, but. I, I don't know. I again, I've kind of got this thing in my head now, where especially that circuit, because there's so many twisty turny bits. If Verstappen's in the lead, and Hamilton can stick with him through the twisty turny bit and try and overtake him down the straight into like the left hander, I kind of think it's all going to end in tears again. So yeah, there could be shenanigans, and that would open the door for a Lando Norris podium. Oh fuck it! The uh, yeah, let's let, let Lando Norris win. <laughs> so you've gone from I, I, I'd no. love to do a Lando podium, but can't to him winning the whole thing. Yeah. Amazing. No, uh, Verstappen win, Lewis Hamilton second, and Valtteri Bottas third. Right, I am going to go for a Verstappen win. Um, Leclerc. Second, 
and Leclerc. yeah, and Bottas third because mm. I think something's going to happen to Hamilton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll stick with that one. If you want to get your predictions in, go to threelegsportwheels.com and go to the game section on the site and look for the 2021 Prediction League. I should have opened it up properly this week. So you can put your predictions in for this weekend's race. Don't forget, later start mm. than normal. Qualifying is 10 o'clock UK time on Saturday. So that's 5, five o'clock Eastern and anywhere else in the world, get a calculator. And the race start is 8 o'clock UK on Sunday, uh, 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. Eastern, and 2 p.m. Texas, because they're six hours behind us. Yes. Which, of course, that means that really buggers up our um, Sunday iRacing League race, so we're going to have to start at 5 o'clock. It's like F1 doesn't take these things into consideration. I know, we're going to have to bloody do it for Mexico as well in two weeks' time. It's just just take, take, take. All we give, and they just take from us constantly. Um, (laughs) Apart from giving us the the occasional bit of entertainment. (laughs) And a nice aftershave. Although that wasn't a give. No. 60 quid. (laughs) Lee, you got a shunt for us. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh. Oh. Should we talk for a bit more about something or other? Do you want? Do you let's, want... let's talk. I, I haven't. I haven't looked for one. We'll, we'll we'll do it next week when Flood's on as well. Oh, in that case, tell you what, I'll throw one. I'll throw one at you too. Oh God, because I've got some on the reserve list. You see what you've done oh, now. I'm, sh- I'm fucking shit at this. I know. That, I know. <laughs> Why the hell do you think I'm doing it? Right. Let's have a look. Total shunts. I have been sent some others. Um, right. Okay. This one is from. Um, Tom Horrocks, which is in here somewhere. Yeah, here it is. Right, yep. Yeah, Tom Horrocks has sent us this one in. Um, I've had. I've had... Is it Takuma Sato? <laughs> is that your final answer? <laughs> Imagine how pissed off he'd be if it was Takuma Sato. Oh God, hang on. No, I, no. I did this. I did this one the other week. <gasps> mm. See, it's not not easy, is it? Not mm. easy. No, I forgot to move that one over. Right, okay. I've got another one. Uh, this is from Scott Neal. Okay. This is Scott Speed. <laughs> <laughs> I was not born what the fuck? in the 20th century. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is either someone very old or very new. Mm, I feel this, this might be one of those ones where Paul's the only one that can really help. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to uh, phone a friend, Statman's probably available. <laughs> no, I think he's there, isn't he, this week? He said he was isolating before he goes, um... so he's, he's probably somewhere between um, Stathome and Cota. Oh, Stater and Cota. Mm. Um, during my one season in Formula One, I drove for Alfa Romeo. <sighs> and in that season, I was on the podium in five of the six races in which I participated. One season, he got five podiums. Out of six entries. So this is this is gonna be like properly back in the fifties, isn't it? Alfa Romeo yeah. were fucking secret Formula One genius that just came in and fell out of the support. Did he? Oh, I wonder if he died. <laughs> That's a slight change in tone. Like, oh, where's he gone? Oh shit, he's dead. That that did no, tend they... to happen a bit to them uh, yeah. back in the day, didn't it? They used to do the deads, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. What was it? Um, there was a ten percent chance of dying every season. Something along those lines, yeah. But I do need a guess. What, after one? You've had three. Have we had three? 
Not born in the 20th century. Yeah. During my one season in F1, I drove for Alfa Romeo. Ah, yes. In that season, I was on the podium five times in the six races I participated. That's that definitely like three. In that one season. I mean, it was six a season. Back then, yes. It would have been. Wow. So with that in mind, could it be like a Nino Farina? Hang on. Did he do... Um... He said, he said he said once one season in Alfa Romeo. Yeah. One season in Formula One drove for Alfa Romeo. So he only ever did one season in Formula One? Yes. Yeah. That's what the question says. Who won the first Grand Prix? Because the first Grand Prix was won by an Alfa, wasn't it? The first the first title definitely was. Um, no, I thought I thought the first race was won by a by an Alfa. That is beyond my knowledge. You can always forfeit this guess. I, 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 I'm tempted to throw a Farina in there just to chuck something in. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Going with Farina for your first Why guess. not? All right. Clue four. The following season, I drove sports cars, but returned to Formula One to drive in the French Grand Prix. Okay. Interesting. For the French Grand Prix, I was credited with a shared win along with my teammate after the team ordered me to swap cars with him after his car began having engine problems. He won the race. I finished last. <laughs> so, so this is the is this the this is the following season. Yes, I think it was. This... Dur- I think it. I think clue two should have been during my one full season in Formula, Formula One. Right. Okay. So he did the one full season and then he came back and did the French Grand Prix yeah. when his teammate's car had the shits. Yes. Well, didn't... Was, well, wasn't this... Wasn't there a famous story about Sterling Moss having something wrong with his car and swapping cars with somebody? He'd have done more than one full season, though, wouldn't he? I'm no, no, bit... but I mean... But I, I meant who would have been... Um, Moss, Moss was the swappy rather than the swapper. Yeah, there is, was, another, it... there is another clue before you need to guess. I think I think another one before guessing might be helpful. Okay, I retired from Grand Prix racing immediately after air quotes winning that race. See, I I think if we're going with someone who wasn't born in the twentieth century and raced for Alfa Romeo, it's got to be someone early fifties. Mm-hmm. Um which I think would possibly make them a bit too old to be the Moss incident. But I don't have much more wisdom to contribute. I'm 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 rubbish with This I, is Flood th- Flood is really good at yeah, this specific yeah. type of shit. Anything anything before the nineties <laughs> I'm I'm fucking not in with. I am very similar. Yeah. Um. Shall we continue? I think so. I'm yes. Trying, there are three more. I'm clues. trying to think of three more clues I'm, under Spaffer. I'm trying to think of who's of Formula One drivers that you would consider like great non-world champion drivers that died. Well, we don't know if this guy but, died because he appears to have rage quit after being made to car swap. 
Oh, yeah, can, I, yeah. can I just pass you my phone so you can get a photo of Bruno? Because I posted a picture of the recording setup and it. Um... Oh, is there a complaint that there was no cat? Yeah, at Do you want a portrait at... or a landscape? Oh, uh, go with go with your feelings. I think he's in. A so we're just, we're just going to get a quick photo of Bruno just for the benefit of um, Martin at Suffolk Home. See how that came out. There we go. We'll send that and uh, to another Martin. Thank you for sending videos of all the Australian wildlife. We had uh, kangaroos this morning and cockatoos tonight. Excellent. Doesn't help us with the quiz though, does Doesn't. it? Doesn't. So shall I continue? I think so. I have nothing of value to offer. All right. Um, clue seven. As a result of winning that Grand Prix, I am the only winner who was born in the nineteenth century, and I am still the oldest driver to win a Formula One Grand Prix. Oh, feel like this is info I should know. Uh, prior to Formula One, I drove for Maserati and Mercedes in the European Championship Series, earning several victories, including the nineteen thirty-five Monaco Grand Prix. This guy is a world champion, isn't he? So who who's he, who's he drove for now? We know he's, he's driven for Maserati. He's driven for Alfa Romeo and Mercedes. Is it Fangio? Could be Fangio. Although Fangio would have done more than one full season, wouldn't he? So it was a four-time no, champion. No, it's a w- one full season with Alfa Romeo. Ooh. I think I, I, think I may Alfa have Romeo misread the small print slightly. Didn't Fangio win the first Formula One Grand Prix? He may so have the, done. And um, he might have done it in an Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo were the shit the first season, weren't they? Um, yeah. So yeah, if he was if he was Farina's teammate, he's he also may... driven. He's also he's also driven for Mercedes and Ferrari, hasn't he? Said Maserati, not Ferrari. Sorry, Maserati and Mercedes. Fake Ferrari. Do ha- you do have another clue? Let's go for and another clue. Next clue. And a spaffer if needed. While practicing for the 1952 Monaco Grand Prix, which was only for sports cars that year, I had an accident in the tunnel and succumbed to my injuries three weeks later. Yeah, he is dead. Mm. Just as Dizzy turns up. No, Dizzy, it's not you. No, don't, don't, no, don't climb on the two. She's climbing. Is on it the Jim? Table. Is it Jim Clark? Too early for Jim Clark, because he did. He was. He was later in the fifties, wasn't he? Because he was champion, mm. and then. Yeah, yeah. And then died in Germany, not in Monaco. There is a spaffer. I I it's know warm. I know I have read this person's story, and I cannot remember any detail about their name the spaffer may help mm. the spaffer may Go. help when i drove for alfa romeo i was part of the three great f's fangio farina and myself ah. fangio farina and the one we can't name <laughs> and the effing other one mm. uh. all this silence and cat noise is making for great radio <laughs> I'm trying to think of drivers beginning with F. I know, I know, I know of this driver, but, but I don't know. Are their a name. million years old? Um, well, they're not because he's dead. His bones are a million years old. He, he, he only got to a minimum of fifty-three. Million years old. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know, and I know as soon as you say the name, mm-hmm. I'm going to get upset. I'm, I'm exactly I'm, the same. Given my fucking awful knowledge for Formula One at this this fucking period in history, I'm 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 almost taking it as a W. The fact that I managed to bring 
uh, Fangio in, into it. I think yeah, we've so, named Fangio and Farina. We have done two yeah. thirds of the F in. You've got you've got yeah. you've got two Fs. Yeah, yeah. And your third F mm. is Luigi Fagioli. Yes, the name is familiar. I I don't know him. Died in a car crash in Monaco in 1950. Well, we got that bit. <laughs> she told us. Yeah. Used to used to drive for Alfa Romeo and uh, Mercedes <laughs> and Maserati. I, th- I actually I don't feel too bad. I thought you were going to say his name. I was going to kick myself, but no, I have never heard of this man. <laughs> he sounds like he sounds like he had a bit of an interesting career. That might be uh, that might be one to look at. So that was sent in yeah. by um, Scott Neal. Um, that came into the reserve pile. But how do you send in shunts? You can tweet me. At a total shunt, or you can send me a PM on Instagram. I no, don't tweet me. A PM on Instagram at a total shunt, and a, uh, and a PM on Twitter, on Instagram, you've Instagram. Said, yeah, you've said did Insta- I? Oh. You keep saying Instagram. I do. Right, I'm at a total shunt. I do Instagram and I do Twitter. If you want to send me a PM on either of those things, <laughs> fucking work it out yourself. Everybody knows how to send fucking messages now. Just contact. Do the message and send it. You need contact yeah. in a if way you, that other people can't read. Yeah, if you can, if you if you can't fucking work that out and think you can stick like questions to a quiz on a public forum, then you don't deserve to play the game. <laughs> so there's that. There is that. Or you, or you can, <laughs> you can also send, <laughs> you can also send shunts in for the reserve list. Uh, three legs, four wheels at gmail dot com. Um, that's the general email address. Use that one as well if you've got any questions for the um, for the guys who do um, doc, doctor of track service surfaces and grip. And um, you can get us on all the socials at Three Legs Four Wheels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Still not doing TikTok. I am not doing TikTok. You're not there yet. I'm too old. I like a bit of TikTok. I'll watch it. I'm not participating. I'm a I'm a neutral mm. part. I'm a neutral participant. TikTok voyeur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have no choice. You say. I mean, um, there's a WhatsApp group I've got with everyone that I work with, and. Um, one of the guys, he's, I think he's about sort of 37, 38, just seems to spend all weekend sending TikTok videos to this WhatsApp group. So I end up watching TikTok because they appear on a different app. Yeah, I, 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 I have friends and we send TikToks to each other a lot. Not for TikToks we've made. Just <laughs> once you've found, you there we go. <laughs> and individually on the socials, we'll we'll get to the end of this bit. Uh, at Sean Cowper, at Pablo One Hundred, and Flood is at Flood Twenty One. If you want to help, um, if you want to help the show, as aside from going to um, DraftKings.com, downloading the app, and using the promo code Three L Four W, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/Three Legs Four Wheels, and you can pledge anything from. One currency unit upwards. We had uh, somebody donating in Danish krona this week. Oh, hello, Denmark. So, um, yeah, it would appear that you can donate in just about any currency now, so I don't have to do the pound, euro, dollar thing anymore. Um, everything that you donate goes um, goes to us to help with doing the show, pays for things like a new USB cable. It doesn't pay for aftershave. Correct. That came <laughs> from my own pocket. Um, and very occasionally, we'll definitely do one before definitely do one before Christmas. You get the Patreon shows with um, all other kinds of side chat, all other kinds of guff. Think of it, think of it as the DVD director's commentary for a completely different film to the one you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we will be back next week. We'll be talking about the US Grand Prix. Um, if you fancy joining in with the chat over the Grand Prix, head to the website and look for the link to Discord. We're all, um, there's a load of people on text chat on there. And you can join in with the iRacing League. And, oh, bollocks, I forgot. The return of Formula Lee. Oh, hell. Right, okay. <laughs> yes. I undo, knew the... undo the signing off. Undo the signing off. Um, right, quick rewind. Formula Lee is back. The F1 2021 game. Uh, we have a new... We have somebody else who's actually looking after all the scores and times now. We have a spreadsheet intern. I'm just waiting for a comment here. <laughs> No, and answer no, came no. then on. No, we have our own. We have our own um, spreadsheet intern who is handling all the um, all the times. So, I think Imola has just been put into the game apparently, but I don't know if that's paid oh. for DLC. So, tell you what, as it's, we'll, we'll go old school with this. Uh, Circuit of the Americas in the dry. Um, in a shall we do it in a shall we get it in a McLaren? For this one, why not? Lando had a good Imola this year, didn't he? So, but we're doing Circuit of the Americas. Oh, sorry, I was. I mm. yes, you said <laughs> Imola and it distracted me, and I was thinking of Imola. Yeah, <laughs> Imola's in, but I haven't got the game. So this I is why I, I don't do the the racing yeah. game. Plus, we've only got one steering wheel, and you can't usually get me <laughs> drag me away from it. Um, so yeah, Circuit of the Americas in the dry in a McLaren. Uh, you have two weeks until. 7pm UK time on, it will be the 1st of November. Bloody hell, it's nearly November. Um, new way of getting the, um, new way of getting the emails in this time. It's formula-lee at threelegsfourwheels.com. Oh, we've gone fancy. We've gone fancy. Wow. We've got, we've gone all official and proper and our spreadsheet intern will, uh, will get those. So it's formula, email, email the screenshots in of your time. Formula dash Lee, that's a hyphen, not the word dash. So formula hyphen Lee at threelegsfourwheels.com and our spreadsheet intern will take care of um, putting all the scores together. So just a brief reminder of the rules. You can be on PC, PlayStation 4 or 5 or Xbox, any version of the 2021 game, PC or console. Uh, you can use a wheel or a controller. You can have any assist turned on or off as you do the better. Whichever is easiest for you. And it's in time trial mode. So it's not, not actually in a race. It's time trial mode. It's purely hot laps. Yeah. And, and if you uh, don't play Formula E, then that means we have no need for the intern and we just stop sending food down to the basement. Food? Oh, hell. Yeah, it's still... <laughs> it's, oh. It's, it's okay. He was quite portly when he went down there, so he's probably still okay. <laughs> ah, that's, that's, to... that's all right. That's all right. I was, I was, ju- I was just going to send a cat down to check on him, but if he hasn't eaten, no. I'd dread to think what the cat would do. To maybe, him. maybe send like a sixteen-inch pizza down rather than a ten-inch this week. I'll, yeah, I'll take care of that this week. Um, so yeah, that that is definitely it. You've had you've had all the socials details. You've had everything um, everything from us. Um, stay safe. Remember, it's good to talk. We're always we're always about if you want to chat on um, socials or email. And, I feel uh, like we're being sponsored by Vodafone today. No, it's good to talk. Was with, it, it's good to talk with BT. It was Bob Oh, it was a BT. Yeah. I, I I had to play for a British British uh, phone company lottery there. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think BT on Vodafone these days, don't they? Not one of them. I um, lost track of yeah, who owns it. I don't know who owns what. <laughs> anyway, that's that's a, that. We're heading into Patreon territory. Look, we're, <laughs> look, we're off. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the race this weekend, and um, I'll say it again: say safe. Ciao. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye.
So this is an extra Patreon show in honour of our 300th show with Chris actually oh, inflicting oh, oh. pain on himself. Chris, do you want to explain uh, what you're doing before we kick off? I, I have a circulation promoter, which uh, <laughs> on, on my feet, and it's just electrocuting me in rhythm. Uh, it got it has an intensity setting, and it was set to three, which I thought was, uh, this is a mild nothingness, and now I've just got it back up to 50, and oh, my God! <laughs> How high does it go? I've got to find out. Oh, Christ. 52. <laughs> 60. Ah, this is like, oh, my God. It's like the worst cramp I think I've ever felt. Oh, oh hang on. Um, right. Oh, We've got oh the... God. Right. Sean's, Sean's just coming to the... Uh... Coming to the room, I'll, I'll, I'll. I'm wondering what the fuck he's. I'm going to let Sean in and just have to explain to him that right okay. this second, Chris is in right. the middle of electrocuting himself. Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Seventy is very hard. How hard does it go? <laughs> oh, seventy-eight. Keep going. Oh no, no, no! This hurts now. Eighty-four. <laughs> does it go up to a hundred? I don't know, I'm on 90 and it's really painful. <laughs> Sean, are you, get, are you getting any of this? Because you just sat there 99. completely impassive. 99, I got it. It goes up to 99 and my... Oh my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's going off, 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 off. That's enough. <laughs> you just got one of those electro things for your dick. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, Sean. Pretty much. I wish it was for my dick. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't. 